Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Its structural perfection is matched only by its hostility. I admire its purity. A survivor, unclouded by conscience, remorse, or delusions of morality. Welcome, viewers, to Flame On's Aliens 101 Microsode. I am your host, Jared. With me are Brian the Bear. Hello. The question. I'm scared. And our good friend of the show, Drew. Hi. <laughs> that was a lovely, lovely introduction. I think really you need was. to do them from now on. Yeah, okay. set the tone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It really does set the tone. I mean, not that Alien is necessarily a, a spooky thing, but it certainly has a creep factor that is uh, singular. Yes, yes. So let's, uh, we're, we're here to talk about Alien mostly. It's uh-huh. Alien... Alien 101. And with us, I have I have a movie guru I oh, found yes. on this website called uh, First Order Historians. Is that right? Yeah. Which is like a movie, yes. music... Uh, entertainment enter- blog. Entertainment yeah. blog. So they only study the actual movies. They don't study anything about the movies. That's what the website means, right? First Order? Right. Yeah. yeah no, not Second Order. <laughs> not at all. That, oh, that would be ridiculous. It's early already. Okay. So, that's We're a nerdy Early? <laughs> it is kind of late. So, um, I mean, we're here to recap Aliens, the whole mishmash of movies they've the made. Trilogy and... Trilogy plus oh, one. Yeah. Quad... Quadro... Quad, quadrilogy. Quadrilogy. Plus those other two AVP plus, movies. Yeah, that's... Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about uh, Ridley Scott, because, of course, Prometheus is the return of Ridley Scott to science fiction, which is huge for those of us who love Alien and Blade, Blade Runner, Runner, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about that. And then, of course, we're going to talk about Prometheus, because by now... If you have not seen the trailer, at least one of the many, many trailers that are out there. You'd be surprised. I, I met an alien fan who had not heard that Prometheus was coming out. That is That's shocking. That's what we call a liar. Wow. That is shocking and just, I don't believe you. <laughs> um, so let's start with uh, the uh, movies themselves. And now I have recently purchased and watched Alien on Blu-ray. And that is the only one I have purchased and watched <laughs> recently, so that's the only thing I'm going to talk about. Uh, well, you, you can buy all four for pretty cheap together. They had an Amazon deal for 50 bucks. 
but mm. I don't want to own the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of my dilemma in buying them. Yeah. Is do I really want Alien Three and <laughs> Resurrection? I mean, I think I've seen Three and Resurrection the least. Yeah, but me too. Three is a Fincher film, and I love David Fincher. It's just that it's early Fincher, so it, he hadn't quite found his groove. I think. Yeah, didn't you say he disowned that well, film? Yeah, he, he completely it? disowned that film, and he was given almost no. Um, like no say in the making of that film. Interesting, I did not know that. Yeah, but we'll yeah. get to that in a minute. Let's start with yeah. Alien. Alien, Alien One, the Ridley first Scott. one. Yeah, I that's actually my favorite of the series. Yeah, uh, just like the tone, uh, and it was like super, really scary, and you could like feel the alien in the ship, even though you never saw it, and like the build of tension and the developing of what's the the evil organizations called. Wayland Yutani. Wayland Yutani. Like, it's not like a huge part of the movie, yet it's always there, and they're always sort of talking about it and everything. I really, it's really developed and really like nuanced. I, I really liked it. Having watched it, like I said, recently, and having not seen it before that for years, I was actually impressed with how the dialogue is so random at the beginning. Like, they come out of hibernation or cryogenic stasis or whatever you want to call it, and they just start kind of milling around, mumbling to each other about contracts. And there's this vague thing about the working class versus the other working class, like the two guys that are like down in the bowels of the ship, mm-hmm. um, and how they don't get the same cut that the rest of the group yeah, does. Yeah, like arguing about their pay. Yeah, and it's this mundane nonsense, which I like. It's like it sets you up as like you know. It's, first of all, it's great sci-fi. It's a great space sort of sci-fi thing. Um, but it sets you up for the coming events, the things that'll happen later in the movie. It's the mundane, and then the crazy, unreal, just shitstorm that happens after that so I was impressed by that a lot um, the performances I think all around were really good John Hurt who by yeah. now is like probably the walking dead he's got to be up in his like late <laughs> um, he, in, infamous role made famous I think even more so in Spaceballs yeah, when he comes back to have another chestburster come out of him <laughs> and that they play the Pretty hello great. my baby is uh, sorry um, what else uh, Cartwright Veronica Cartwright she had been, I believe, a B-movie star mm-hmm. and was famous for a couple other roles, and like, none of them are coming to mind. But then later, she actually became famous for X-Files. She was played, uh, she played one of, the, like, one of the main characters that had a role in the mythology of the show. So that was cool. Of course, what's her name? Um, what's her name? Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. <laughs> what's her name? I know. How dare that, you? That woman uh, who was most recently seen in Cabin in the Woods. Yes, a little surprise. It's a little Great spoiler yeah. there. Yeah, but, uh, we're spoiling, by the whatever. way. I, I'm sure you didn't expect to be spoiled with Cabin in the Woods, but that's the least of the spoilers for Oh, yeah, there's, this is a full spoiler podcast, yes, by the way. Get that yes. out of the way. No, yes. there's an alien in these movies. Yeah. <laughs> and they leap from your chest. Um, who else is in this? Oh, um, Tom Skerritt? Tom Skerritt, the yep. captain. Uh, Ian Holm. I said Ian Holm. Did I say Ian Holm or did I say the other guy? No, Ian Holm is the bishop. Is it, is that, is no, it it's Ash. 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 I always yeah, get those Android. two names confused. Yeah, Bishop is the the one in the second yeah. and third yeah. movie. That was like a very sci-fi element that, and there was no way you would have known that this character was really an android. Right. Till and then she like turns on his head, and it's just the decapitated head after oh. the android's been dismantled, and she's just sitting there talking to it. Very kind of weird, surreal, um, but very verification that this is a sci-fi movie. And, squirting and, hot white stuff. Right. Up and and everyone's blood, coated dude. in this bukkake sort of thing. Yeah. It was. I mean, again, that's one of those scenes that is uncomfortable to watch. Mm. Not just because it's scary and you just have no idea, but and then it's mm-hmm. just out of control and it comes back to life. And, oh, well, you get a lot of impressions beforehand, like little subtle 
you know, just kind of suggestions that maybe there's something going on with this guy, but yes. you don't really get that he's going to be an android. There's a scene where I I think he's trying to warm himself up, and he does this little run in place thing, <laughs> and it's almost spastic. Like the guy has, but you don't know. And if you've never heard anything, you don't know. Okay, yeah, he's going to be the android. Um, you just think oh, he's a weirdo. And he does have this very cold, dispassionate thing. But again, you know, there are people, I work with people like that. You know, it's just, that's some people. And are you sure they're not androids? Exactly. <laughs> I don't Cut know. them and see what color the liquid I'll have to out. give them a void comp test to be sure. No, but this actually really defined, sci-fi didn't used to be associated with horror. Yeah. But this movie, because it was so popular and it was so well done, that sci-fi sort of became that oh there's going to be some scary element this the aliens are some sinister force out there oh yes what was the uh, what was the famous quote in space no one can hear you scream That's right. yeah that is the yeah. famous quote well i mean horror and sci-fi were always kind of a little bit connected you have like frankenstein well the pulp history all of those yeah all of that pulp mixed the science two, fiction but I think in a movie sense, especially in a very largely successfully commercial movie, that was like Mm -hmm. one of the first like major sci-fi horror thrillers that had you know been done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, certainly I can't think of any that like achieved that level of uh, cultural consciousness. You know, definitely. So, um, music just because I, I I like to think about soundtracks. Very sparing by Jerry Goldsmith. I was actually kind of impressed, or, or rather, I was surprised that there was so little. But when he did use it, it was very intense, and it was it was very much not a like so much mel- melodic as just energy and mood setting. You know, yeah, very memorable too. Yeah, very well, little of it, but the motifs were very like right. Listening to it after years of not seeing the movie, I still picked up on every yeah, and, and, every and again, little motif like, he had there, little moments in space, and he'd put something that was neat. The new one, uh, when we get to Prometheus, we'll talk about that. Is not Goldsmith, but of course he's passed right. away. But um, well, every movie had a different composer, I believe, right, and a different director. And I guess the only comment, other than Sigourney Weaver and the characters in the studio, was maybe some of the producers. But, yeah, some of the producers were the same yeah. for the first few. So, um, and that's Alien. So, so yeah. what happened in that movie was they went and they investigated this ship and they found the alien. The one got infected, and then Sigourney Weaver escaped in the end with just her cat, right? Yes, yeah, the Jones. only Jonesy or Jones. Whatever. And so that brings us to Aliens, the second yeah. Alien movie by James Cameron, where she she wakes up and uh, she finds decades out decades have gone by. De- decades have gone yep. by, and um, she finds out that a, a that planet has been colonized by people. Uh, but they've lost contact with them. And she goes to investigate, and they've been taken over by aliens. Yep. So that's movie two. So what do you guys think of, of Aliens? Well, I haven't seen this in a while, but from what I remember, it's nothing like Alien. Right. No, the tone is completely it's, different. It's instead of it being a slow-burning horror thriller, this is just straight-up action, yeah. violence. The aliens had this armored look to them now. Yeah. There's dozens of them. Yeah. I remember playing the video game almost more <laughs> Than watching the movie. Me too. You know, you had the arcade and you had the two like machine gun things and you'd be sitting there yes, mowing down aliens. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, um, that's basically the movie. Exactly. It's just machine guns mowing down aliens. And it's James Cameron. So, I mean, let's, I mean, not, not shocking anyone. His movies were always kind of the pre-Michael Bay, Michael Bay movies, you know. Mm-hmm, Big mm-hmm. on spectacle and action. Definitely. I, I Honestly, I feel like that movie set the kind of tone for all of those big blockbusters hmm. like Michael Bay. And, yeah, definitely the Bay stuff. Um, um, he, it's not a bad film. Like I don't think it's a bad film. I actually well, <laughs> enjoy a lot of it 
but it's not it, it doesn't hold a candle to its predecessor I think so well I yeah. think it tried to do something different than yeah. the first movie and I think it worked on that level I really <laughs> yeah. I really love it's that it's a movie. popcorn flick I mean there's yeah, still a def- good arc for Sigourney I mean her character Ripley goes from kind of a a victim she was a victim in the first one even though she ended up killing it what's the name of the girl she finds like Newt Newt Newt. Newt. yes Newt that's right she becomes like a motherly uh, figure to this girl but I love her arc and I love her in the movie and I love her scene with the power loader in the yes. end. But everything else, I just can't. Was it? What, who's the guy? Is it Billy Crystal? No, no not uh, Billy oh, Crystal. Um, Paul Reiser. Yeah, Paul, Paul Reiser. He plays yeah. the company guy who's like a total sleaze. No, ball. no, not him. Uh, Bill pa- uh, Pullman. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Paxton. Oh. No, it was Pullman. No, Paxton. No, Bill, Bill Paxton, Paxton was a twister too, yep, right? Yep, yep, you just yep. saw his face like, on your mind. Oh, we're not gonna make it, man. Like, well, oh, no. like, oh, and just every line from all the military. Yeah. Then the girl who's I don't know her name, but she's she's very much like Michelle Rodriguez, like these days. Yeah, there is. Michelle Ride. There's all these lesbian. different motifs. Each each soldier had their own thing going, and they were saying yep. these cheesy lines, and they were going and making it's the worst hunt, decisions man. possible. And they were going in, and they're like, "Oh, you can't shoot your guns," and they start shooting them anyways. And the nuclear reactor, and yeah. the whole thing was just now, too Lance, much. Lance Henriksen was in it, and I love me some Lance Henriksen, and he plays Bishop. The yes. a, oh. the android. So there always bad. is an android. It seems like, although I don't remember the one, the third one. Well, he was in the third movie too, but not as the same character, right? Well, they they brought back his the corpse of that's that what android, it was. But then they also brought back who was supposed to be the um, creator, Wayland or Yutani. I don't remember. Well, no, the guy who was the the bishop android was modeled after. Okay. He like comes to the planet and is like yeah, trying yeah. to get Ripley to not commit suicide. Well, let's, let's get let's, let's get to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll get so, back to that but bit. I mean the, the important thing is that Lance Anderson plays a good android, so he kind of redeems the android class. Right. And and Sigourney Weaver Weaver Sigourney Weaver. Put him on everybody. That is a drag name. That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> that would be, oh my gosh, that is my new drag name. Trademark. Uh, I mean first ever drag name. Um, no, but. She she develops this extreme paranoia. Oh yeah. Um, about like androids. well, there's like mild paranoia in the first one about like how she feels about the corporation about yeah. what they might be doing, but then it's taken to like this huge extreme in the second. Because movie. you find out the corporation, even though they've sent this Marines team here to help a little bit, they're also there to what scavenge an alien or like like they tried to do in the first one. You know, yeah. the, the first movie, one of the big reveals is that the corporation wants one of these aliens. They know about this thing, and they want it brought back. And the, everybody's expendable. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, you know, one of Yeah, the corporation wants it as, like, a weapon. Yeah, like a because it's like weapon. a major multinational, multi-world corporation and that makes weapons. Yeah, it's very James Cameron to... Yeah, yeah. Well, um, that's the theme in the first, and the, that's the theme in all the movies, yeah. actually. So the third one, moving on to that... Um, well, so what happens at the end of that one? That one, they go... And they they set off a nuke, blow up um, the planet, and they blow or something. up all the pretty much the whole site. And so what happened? To all the colonists there was all, all the colonists the dead. Is that what all was? the colonists were pretty much dead. Yeah, they were dead into... when they got there. Okay. And so so uh, Ripley and Newt and Bishop Bishop and one of the um, facelifters. No, one of the. Um, the Marines oh. makes it. Yeah, oh, okay. so they make that. it off on the ship, and that starts Alien 3, which was written by Joss Whedon, really? by no. the way. No, no, no. He wrote the fourth oh, one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That, I'm that's right. That's right. Yeah, that, I don't know who wrote this one. Oh, this one was by David Fincher. He, he, uh, he, he directed, directed it, but it had like like a dozen different oh, writers. Boy. Right. Tell and the they story were rewriting. Okay, so they were rewriting this every single day of shooting, like complete rewrites of the script. 
and David Fincher had no idea what was going on. There were like a couple other directors before him who really started getting involved in the creation of this movie, and then they decided, well, actually, I'm not really into this. Yeah, and um, the story was very different uh, at first, right? Well, initially, after the success of Aliens, they really wanted to make an Alien 3 and 4 that were kind of back-to-back movies that were connected, and it was supposed to be this full-on war between the humans and the aliens, and uh, Ripley wasn't even supposed to be in the third one, really. It was supposed to be the Marine who survived the second movie. He was supposed to be the main character, mm-hmm. but... Um, they didn't want to take Ripley, who was the face of this franchise, out. Yeah, so right. they decided not to do that. Because she was going to be out of the third one. Then he was going to go to her for the fourth one to help fight in the war. And she was going to come back. But they were like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And then eventually... And eventually... Um, originally, they had her on... The planet was like this wood planet by these monks. Is that what you said? Yeah, it was supposed to be this planet where the whole architecture was based on wood. And it wasn't an actual planet. It was some sort of like space colony. Mm-hmm. And it was a bunch of monks and... The script kept evolving and, and evolving, prison and it became planet. a prison planet. Yeah. And, and it said woods too like expensive. Kind of monks yeah. who were former prisoners. It, it was that explains so a whole lot. Complete. Yeah, mess. So now they're monk, <laughs> uh, prison rapists, serial killers. Yes. Uh, instead, somehow, somehow, someone thought that was a better idea. Yeah. And the whole tone of this movie is very like depressing and very heavy yeah. and emotionally like distressing because she she's been through so much. And she winds up on a prison planet full of rapists of all men who want nothing more than to, like, do terrible things to her and, like, murder her yeah. and whatever. <laughs> and uh, and then she's forced to, like, shave her head. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, you know, has to... In oh, the beginning, and the you first can't time- forget that everyone she came with, including the little girl who she was becoming a motherly figure to, yep. they're all just wiped out before within the, the first, movie even starts. Like, yeah, within the, within the opening credits. Uh-huh. Everything, everyone she saved at the end of the second one, they're nope. all, they're all, all dead. Done. They're all, all gone. Done. Even the little girl. And uh, it's terrible. And then the, the uh, she starts to develop a romance even by T- Tywin Lannister from Game of Thrones. What's his name? Get out. Tywin? Yeah. I don't know his name. He, was, in, he was also in uh, uh... The last action hero, and he's that it. guy with the eyeball that's fake, and he's like, huh. "I've shot somebody, and I don't care." You've never seen that? No, no. Okay, just me. Anyway, anyway, he also on. gets killed. Yeah, and oh, then he gets killed like halfway through the movie, and then and by the end of it, after she's in this horrible place and these horrible people, like having to shave her head. And halfway through the movie, she realizes she's impregnated yes. by yeah, one of the aliens. She has an alien inside of her, and it's the worst kind of alien. It's a queen. Inside of her, Figured. and she commits suicide. Well, and yeah, so that's the end of the film. Is she standing over like a hot pit of lava? Yeah, or very some crazy uh, Terminator Two. And that's yeah. what you were talking oh, about, so Terminator Two. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's when what's his name, Bishop, or, or they bring back Bishop and yeah, Bishop's Freighter and all that stuff. Yeah, the Whalen you yeah, he's they like want it back. pleading with her, like, please, we can save you. We can take this thing out and kill it. And she's like, No, you just want to study it. Yeah, and he's like, No, we don't. <laughs> I swear, we don't. No, of course not. <laughs> Yeah, so the whole thing is just Wasn't this. there, like, alien impregnated dogs in this one or some kind well, of... Well, yeah, that's how it starts, is instead of impregnating a human at the beginning, one of the facehuggers finds a dog, and that's why the appearance of the alien's a lot different in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crawling around on all fours, right. and for some reason they can crawl on walls. Yeah. Just like, uh, like dogs. Real yeah. dogs. Yeah, exactly. Like do- yeah. 
And it was sort of had this like red tint to it. The special effects were terrible, by yes. the way. Awful. And it kept doing this first person point yes. of view. For and the alien. camera would like, yeah, you go. But it's all like around. floating, like it's on it like was... a magic carpet. I mean, not, again, like, it's really crawling. Fincher like tried to do something, like you said, like before, different. But this time it was just a. Big I like failure. how they went back to one alien instead of like dozens. Yeah. Uh, well, Fincher says it was just a horrible experience for him because he had no creative say whatsoever. He was basically told what to do every yeah. day of shooting. And he had no creative say whatsoever. And I mean, it you look his, at his later films. Yeah, and, they don't, I mean, nothing, nothing yeah. comparatively. Well, he was a, a advertising director, a music music video director, I think. Commercials, commercials, maybe, and yeah. all that. So I mean, yeah, I mean, this was his like first big film. So I'm I'm, I'm guessing it's not uncommon for directors that, for their first film to have like limited, you know, the, well, the studios telling every them. Alien movie so far has been like either their first movie or one of their first movies like either their second or third movie yeah that's interesting they always do they get really fresh fresh directors directors except the next one Alien Resurrection well yeah, no he so. had only one film before mm, Junot had more than that he had City of Lost had, Children he had Delicatessen City of Lost Children Delicatessen okay. no, right. he, he had a he, couple he had a couple and it, well, this is before he became big though yeah, With I mean, it's Amelie definitely before and Amelie and all that. But, I mean, he was a well-known French, interesting, cool director. And that, to yeah. me, other than maybe some of the effects in, in it, that's the only thing I loved about the movie is it, it had four? a... Yeah, it had Wait. a sort of an interesting... Was there more about... No, the, I just wanted to wrap three. Well, I just well, want to say one thing. Sure. I know we just said all these terrible things we didn't like about three and how it was a mess. But if you look at it as uh, a trilogy of those three movies and what it, it just built to this was the last step of the of the, you know the alien outbreaking getting it close as it ever had been to you know really breaking out and like possibly destroying you know earth or yeah. the universe or whatever and ripley made the ultimate sacrifice to finally stop it by killing herself yeah it really so closes look, up that arc really yeah, well right, the, yes so when you ripley look at it like arc. that it's actually pretty cool right. but otherwise it sucked yeah. that movie sorry um but yeah so then but then resurrection alien comes 4, around and just rips that back open alien and... 4 was made was it like 50 no like 200 years later yeah it takes place 200 years later not made Ripley. 200 years yeah later. yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> and 22 uh, you know is a time yeah. traveler too. yes <laughs> yeah um they uh she, she uh 200 years later they've yeah. cloned ripley um, and she has the memories some, too, which is she always has the a weird memories thing. and the alien and the alien that was in that was implanted which makes in her. No sense. If you get like uh you know a communicable disease yeah. and you get that's not doesn't become a part of your genetic code. So wait code. a minute, did she have an alien in her or she part she was part alien? No. Well, well, when they cloned her, when they took her DNA sample and they cloned her, it was like DNA from both her and the alien. So oh. that's why a lot of like there's a scene in Alien Resurrection where you see. Um, all these failed Ripley clones. Yes, that's right. And there's like, you know, they look really freakish and they're yeah. half alien, half human looking. And and then, you know, the Ripley who ends up being the final Ripley who you follow throughout that film, she kind of has like superpowers. Yeah. yeah. She, has like yeah, yeah, yeah. Alien, she has part alien DNA. Yeah. yeah, she can like hear the aliens and she's like super strong it looks like and like she her blood is acidic like yeah. the aliens. Uh, I want to go back to the um, the failed Ripley's because that was very Juno. If you've yeah. seen City of Lost Children which is amazing beautiful film lots of that kind of very green tint to a lot of stuff and very just kind of things in bottles and odd like creature-y looking he just has a thing for that well Alien Early Resurrection on. has a really distinctive style to yeah. it you know really that like, I like 
like oversaturated and yep. kind of hyper stylized and it's kind of cool compared to you yeah, know I, three which was so generic looking yeah, yeah i enjoyed um, this style and the, the the camera style and it's had every so often it would just rush up to a character's face and show this really extreme expression of them that like, was another super close yelling yeah yep, yep. and it was very intense but i really enjoyed the pacing of four and like the style yeah. and at that point what was it 1998 or yeah, it was 97 98 or, yeah, yeah around there. there the 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 special effects look the aliens had never looked better and i really enjoyed like just the visual like look of this movie well, I think that all of the alien movies actually hold up really well except three. Like I think <laughs> I, the, say. <laughs> I think the first two movies, like, despite being so old, like the first one came out in seventy nine. First one looked really but it good on It still looks good. Yeah, yeah, it still looks great. And you know, a lot of that is they were very restrained as to what they showed. Yes. You know, they didn't just show you everything because it would have not looked that great. Right. And actually... It's also a horror movie, and that's what you do in a horror movie. You yeah. don't show much. Yeah, yeah everything is... Well, a good horror movie. Yeah. You drench everything in shadows and darkness. Or misdirect and, other ways like Captain yeah. Woods. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> With humor. Um, but uh, what was the deal? I don't remember how the fourth one of Resurrection ended. Did, did she actually, like, fight the queen or what well, happened? I don't remember. in the end, they had... They had brought a queen back to life and it was making it you know she became part alien right well the alien became part human and it was able to give birth and it gave birth it gave birth not through an egg but it like gave birth like a human would okay. like it went they showed it out out and, yeah yeah and it shit out Ugh. some sort of alien human <laughs> bad enough that it's hybrid <laughs> So oh who and, and then it was just this oh, white yeah, alien, right. alien with like an, like a human face kind of like a skull face oh, that's, and yeah, it was really, really gross that, very well, emotive and okay. horrific if if I may uh, pause you boys there for a moment um if if you look through this production book I've got here if you remove the clear dome from the original alien's head it is a skull yeah I didn't remember that or realize that as much either that is that carapace is kind of like a, 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 a like it's you very said, skull like a, a, yeah it's a or helmet or visor or whatever here have a look helm um but yeah the uh it was pretty creepy and then wasn't there another android as well um uh Winona Ryder played yeah Winona, Winona Ryder the android of the movie and she was like a new series android who could feel emotion and yeah. so they killed off the entire line and she was one of the few survivors mm-hmm. right yeah and she was like bent on stopping the, like getting revenge sort of on the Whalen yutani corp or no actually this one was all military right this had nothing to do with Whalen well, yutani it wasn't Whalen yutani but it was some other it, yeah i think it was the military it was like who a was trying to resurrect organization okay. the aliens and but she this this the the one on a writer's character I remember what's her name. her name oh it's call Call. Call. Yeah. She was like bent on just stopping the alien as to Yeah, she was she went into Ripley's um prison cell at one point and she was gonna kill her because she thought she still had the alien inside of right. her and she just wanted to destroy the aliens. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed Alien Resurrection compared to two and three. I need to go back Probably and my watch second it again. Favorite. I think I'd enjoy it more than I did at the time. Yeah, yeah. I think it was it got a really bad rap at the time, and I remember not really loving it yeah. back then. But we just recently rewatched it, and I enjoyed it a lot more than I, I think. Used I was to. just disappointed that Juno did that after. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Such other great movies. Right. Like, we yeah, have a franchise. They say, you know, doing a big blockbuster, you know, great directors become middling directors when they do something like Thankfully, that. Thankfully, he did go on to do amazing things, so it, yeah. it didn't yeah. turn out badly. But, but you that know, was very long American. engagement. And, oh, and so speaking good. of people yeah. who didn't, you know, McMax. like the movie is uh, Joss Whedon, who wrote the movie. Yeah. And what did he say? He said uh, he wrote scenes and they were acted wrong. He wrote lines and they were said wrong. Everything was just wrong, wrong, wrong. Oh, wow. And he's just, he just, you know, wash his hands of it pretty much huh. after it came out well he did say that but I just recently also rewatched the Alien Resurrection like behind the scenes that's on the new Blu-ray set and he spoke pretty positively about his experience on, on it did he do a commentary he, or well there was like a behind the scenes like an hour and a half featurette well, or something well you were being paid for that oh there's Blu-ray money in this okay <laughs> let me oh I can find some few well, things good to say well, about well I mean this. he said that you know, when they approached him, he said, okay, well, I'm going to do something very different about this, and I'm not going to just make some crappy sequel like right. 3 was. And they said, cool, that's what we want. You know, we want someone who's going to be a little experimentative about this. They definitely which, like to reinvent the, the, the series and the ideas yeah. every movie. Every movie, even the not-so-great ones. Yeah. Try something. Should we talk about that? Because yeah, I have not seen Alien vs. Predator one. Isn't there a second one? I, I have. There seen are either two. Of them. I'm going to say I actually enjoyed the first one, and even though it was not a great movie, it was like a sort of a prequel too. It was. Um, I don't it, know it was disconnected in. from the franchise, and okay. I think it was based off the, a successful comic book that was made. Yes, Alien yes. vs. Predator, Dark Horse. Yeah, and the whole story was that <laughs> this like research team um, reads like an energy signature in the Arctic. And they go and they find this like ancient temple that just breeds aliens. Yeah. And they get trapped in there and some of them get face huggers and they turn into aliens. And these predators show up <clears throat> and uh you know, defeating these aliens is part of their like rite of passage. Right. And they go and the humans get caught in between. Um I think and, Lance Henriksen shows well, up in this too. Who? Lance Henriksen actually comes oh, back. No. I forget who that is. <laughs> the guy Bishop. Bishop. That from Aliens? I'm pretty sure he was in that. If he's in that, I don't remember. He's not in it for long, Sorry. but I think that they actually do tie it into the mythology somehow. As He's like the great, great, you know, great grandson. I bet if I saw it now, thing. I would be able to pick up on it. But when I actually saw that, I hadn't really watched any oh, <laughs> okay, movies. Yeah, yeah. I just saw it because I thought it looked cool. And, yeah. and it has very actually high production values, and it looks great. Right. Um, although, I remember the, uh, the Predators show up. And the aliens pretty much take all of them out, but one within the first, like, 20 minutes. And you're like, wow, the Predators got owned pretty yeah. bad. But then, of course, the, ten the Predator teams up with the, the lone female survivor. And they somehow take out all the aliens right. and a queen and everything. And and uh, then it ends with uh, a little after the credit scene where an alien has infected a Predator. And then you show up on the second one, and there's like an alien predator kind of thing, and they're on. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, the second one. The second really one bad. is pretty bad. Like I didn't enjoy it the way I did the first one. Hmm. 
Um, I don't even know who made those yeah. films. So those are like, no one special. They, no one cares. They don't really mean much or anything. Yeah. They don't really lead into anything. I hope but, they're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> We're whatever, sorry. At the end of, of Res- what happens at the end of Resurrection? Well, they um they get rid of that human alien hybrid child. Of course. It gets it sucked the into like a little hole in the ship. <gasps> so all of its yes! guts get kind I do remember of that. sucked out of oh. him. Yeah. And, well, and Ripley's like crying or she's really upset. She's actually like compared to the other three movies, she's very sympathetic towards the aliens. Oh. So it's it's kind of an interesting twist. Yeah. And then you have the Winona Ryder character who's like very more like the proto, yeah. uh, Ripley, prototypical yeah. Ripley yeah. character. And then they're about to land on Earth and throughout the whole movie they're talking about how much of a shithole Earth is. <laughs> so you really, you're kind of, it's left to your imagination as to what the state of Earth is and, you know, like every alien movie there's probably an alien still left on the ship. Who, yeah, who knows? that's like and, an extra ability. I, they have acidic blood <laughs> and that extra mouth within their mouth and, you know... And, there's always one hidden somewhere. And there's always one hidden on a ship. When you think they're gone, there's there's an extra one. <laughs> so, and that movie did not do well, if I recall correctly, which is kind of why the franchise went away for a while. Uh, and didn't come back until Alien vs. Predator. I think it did okay. It didn't bomb, but it didn't do really well like yeah. the first two did. I mean, Alien 3 also didn't do oh, amazingly did it? Okay. well. It was kind of a disappointment. Yeah. Um, but what's what what do you what would you say is the draw of this franchise? Giger. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the visual style that Giger uh or Geiger it's is Giger. very iconic. What is he gonna do? Cast a spell on <laughs> from his creepy castle. If you have not seen a picture of HR Giger, you should treat yourself on the internet. No, and look don't just look at him, listen to him. Oh and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I do I wanna hear something of He's him. a crazy motherfucker. He sounds like a mad scientist. <laughs> he's a mad scientist. And he's got our, his own castle which he's redone the interior to look like a freaking alien high. it's fucked up. Anyway. <laughs> so um the big thing of course with uh Alien the first one was Ridley Scott, like you said, uh coming to sci-fi and it's one of his first movies and so Ridley Scott went on I th- actually no Blade Runner was no Blade Runner came after I don't yeah. get that confused Blade Runner was like five or six years later okay early 80s yeah. so Blade Runner uh, Ridley Scott's second sci-fi film probably one of my favorite movies of all time and I don't exactly know why like I studied it I actually read a great book and it's somewhere around here about the history of the making of Blade Runner and for all intent and purposes Blade Runner should have not been nearly as good as it was the writing was all over the place they had like three or four different screenwriters which isn't uncommon but they had lots of rewrites uh, Ridley Scott was difficult when he was the director uh, what's your name who played um, oh sh- the, 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 the female android uh, Terrell's daughter, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of her name. Sean, something Sean. Um, she was a total bitch uh, on the production. Like Harrison Ford supposedly was an asshole. Like, like everybody, nobody got along. And, and there was a really awkward Harrison Ford narration throughout the entire theatrical version. And then right. there's that, and then the tacked on shining awkward. footage at the end that gave the happy ending. So, yeah. so the original release of Blade Runner was kind of not great. But years later, I think it was '92. Ridley Scott came back and said, you know, I'm going to do my cut, the director's cut. Yeah. And that's the one, actually, I think I first saw. I hadn't even seen the one with the narration uh, voiceover until years later. And so that's the one I think everybody now, including the final cut, 
that's the well, one. The final that, cut's not too far off from yeah, the director's cut. Yeah, just some cut. new CG stuff. Yeah. But I mean, what Ridley Scott learned in Alien, I think he sort of applied, but without the horror, because Blade Runner is not a horror. It's just a action. Not, not even well, it's action, very, really. It's very film noir. Yes, yes. That's what it, I mean, that's what it is. It's film noir means sci-fi, yeah. and it's great as film noir, and it's great as sci-fi. Yeah. And it's so perfectly, like, um, just shows that image of that that world. You know, it's perfect world building. Dystopia, but not like, uh, you know, dictatorship. It's just like if society kept getting worse and worse and worse. People accumulated more and more crap. People were leaving and just leaving all their belongings behind because they were going out into the colonies. I mean, it right. presents just a, a terrible world. If you've read the book that it, uh, the movie's based on, uh, Do Androids Dream Electric Sheep, which actually, now that I think about it, Nerdy Show did a whole thing about this. So if you're really interested in the Philip K. Dick stuff, go listen to that uh, out there on the Nerdy Show site. Um, the world was like post-nuclear had like radiation and that was what caused some of the people to be kind of weird and well it was like really run down future which yeah. Alien also did surprisingly well mm-hmm. and it also had this weird Asian influence like yes. half of the scenes are like Chinatown but like futuristic mm-hmm. and it kind of shows a future where China has become this huge world power and has China or Japan this huge well, China. Asia. Is it China? Because yeah. Japan... Because they spoke like a blend of German and Chinese. And no, no, no. Oh. It's Actually, it's Japanese because the beginning of the movie, when he's sitting at the noodle bar, uh-huh. some of the things he says, like, Irushai, Irushai, that's uh-huh. Japanese. So I think it's... Well, I mean... Any, oh, and they have the geisha. They have the geisha, they have the geisha there, luring... They've got, they've got James Hong in it. Oh, yes, <laughs> that's right. Anyway, so, so yeah, it's a very it just cool, is- yeah, dystopian... Run down, like you said, yeah, with this and, huge Asian influence, whether yes. it's yeah. Chinese, or which Japanese later uh, Firefly or and Serenity would kind of. No. Oh yeah, they no, definitely. Oh yeah, pulled that. totally pulled from that. And actually, I personally uh, don't don't hurt me, but uh-huh. I am not. I'm not a fan of Blade Runner. I didn't really enjoy watching it. I can appreciate it yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. My favorite movie is The Fifth Element, and that totally pulls from that sort of the dirty yes. future when there's like trash everywhere and like yeah. it th- there's still traffic jams and like these like smoggy skies yep. and stuff but a lot more and, colorful yes <laughs> and, i mean colorful. even uh, star wars episode 2 uh the, the ta- is the attack of the clones you know yeah yeah, uh, yeah coruscant and when like they crash drive that speeder chase in the beginning um they go through and that's very blade runner of all these like people and crowded yeah. streets and like cd bars and stuff and you know it it's it's seen throughout like all of sci-fi has can borrow some of, of Blade Runner oh yes very influential um, another thing I want to mention about it because again the music is important is uh, uh, Vangelis yes Did this Vangelis amazing oh yeah the soundtrack gorgeous is great analogy patty synthy soundtrack and it's just so oh especially the director's cut because they have none of that narration and all you hear is this awesome rich synth now, sound now were there other instances of that prior to Vangelis doing the soundtrack for Blade Runner? You mean like New Agey Just sort for of For like New sci-fi? Age. There uh, is a rich tradition even back to um, N- Leslie Nielsen film Silent Planet. Silent Planet? Is that it? No, no. It's uh, Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet, yes. Planet. I mean, that's like they, they hold that up as the first big sci-fi movie with like electronic music. Okay. Um, but I mean, it, it's in a tradition of that kind of thing. I mean, theremin was used in a lot of mm-hmm. the stuff in the mm-hmm. 60s. On. Anyway. But anyway, Blade Runner is amazing. Ridley Scott definitely learned a lot. Now, from that point, he stopped doing science fiction and has not done another pure science fiction film since. Which, given what... He made such two great sci-fi films. Well, Gladiator had that Robo-Tiger. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> um, well, I know a lot of directors, when they do a science fiction film, especially a space science fiction film, they say, okay, I'm never doing that again. Yes, that's so true. So many directors have said that. Like, it's so taxing and so well, difficult. You have to build a lot of things because some of the stuff they have doesn't exist. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Most then, of What was the have. one recently about the su- sunshine? Uh, uh, yeah. Boyle said that. Dane Boyle thing. said that, and so did the director Quora? of Moon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, that was his L- first picture. Duncan Jones. Duncan Jones, yeah, yeah. I- I'm pretty sure he said after that movie, like, okay, well, that was fun, but yeah, no more space movies. Um, I wanted to say that real quick, because this is funny. Uh, you know, uh, Q, you said that you, you don't really enjoy the movie. Have you fallen asleep? To it before ever no oh, okay why is that a common have you you drew... might have a nightmare well well <laughs> no i don't even give that I... I consider it one of those tests that a, like if i have a friend who like just falls asleep because they stay up too late or we're watching a movie and they just out like that the blade runner test is if they can make it through the entire movie and stay awake after like 10 o'clock at night and i have several friends who are like and they're out within the first like five ten minutes. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's one of the things about Blade sedated. Runner is I don't think it's that slow. I think it's just when you. I think most people who haven't seen that movie think it's some big action movie. Yes. And it's not an action yes. movie whatsoever. Right. Film noir exactly. And, yeah. And the name of it alone makes it seem like it's going to be like yeah. not big the best guns choice of and names. explosions. And it's really not. It's just a slow, I, slow build-up, just like Alien. a person with a giant sword to be running all over the place, Blade Runner. <laughs> well, I thought some sort of Conan spin-off. Decker uh, himself, you'd be heading people, cutting off limbs. That sounds like a good movie. Though. That sounds like Rutger Hauer's character. While actually. constantly on Boy the Betty. move. Or he explodes. <laughs> Decker's just not an action hero at all. In fact, in a lot no. of ways, he's a big old puss, wimp. Like, he's pathetic. You know, because he's like cringing for his life at the end of the film when Roy Batty is basically like, eh, okay, whatever, I'll let you live, and does his dove thing. So they're making a Blade Runner 2. I know, I want right? to mention yeah. this because yeah. he, again, Ridley Scott decided, hey, I want to go back to my roots, I want to do another Blade Runner. And so unlike, although I guess Prometheus, when we talk about that, what it is tied into the Alien universe, but Blade Runner is a direct sequel. Like, yeah. they haven't set any details, except he does want a female lead, mm-hmm. which is different, because you know, Blade Runner is mostly men, with a couple women who get violently killed. One, <laughs> one of the women, she was from, she was in Kill Bill. Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. Oh yeah, yep. Pris. Yes. With the cool uh, she had some cool spray paint scenes. makeup that was oh, yeah. so cool. So iconic. Oh, and, her, and uh, very her, her death was just like one of the most vivid images of... It was like when uh, Ash dies in the first uh, Alien, in Alien. Yeah. It's that just squealing, crazy, Flailing freaking about. out. It's you, like know. You, sque- you know. You stepped on a cockroach and <laughs> just standing there <laughs> twitching. Freaky. Yeah. Um, Still freaky to this day. Just so remembering it. <laughs> now, Blade Runner um, also did spawn other sequels in books and video games and stuff. But yeah, this will be huge because... Not only, you know, it was the first one uh, so iconic, but it's going to have, uh, we think, Philip K. Dick, or not Philip K. Dick, um, Ridley Scott, so. Um, let's talk about Prometheus, because that really so, Yeah, the other movie that Ridley a, Scott's coming back to do. I mean, it's done, it's so in the can. Someone a big check, like, hey, you want to make some sequels to some of the most acclaimed uh, movies right? you've, you know, of all time? He's looking out for his grandkids. <laughs> I think he, he just doesn't have enough money, is what yeah, it is. Yeah, possibly. Um from what I have seen, we watched the international trailer before we started recording this. It's very reminiscent of Alien, more so than anything else, which makes so, sense. For those that don't know, Prometheus is is a prequel yep. of sorts. That but it indirect. wants distance. Indirect. That's why it's, it's Prometheus instead of like Alien. You know, 
uh, the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, for um, Alien. Yeah, and it, it's going back to where they first we maybe see how because when they find that ship on the first Alien movie, it's crashed. The space jockeys it's, ship, yeah. Yeah, the derelict, derelict right? yeah, and they, they come across. <laughs> They come across an alien and like something's busted out of its chest and it's dead sitting in front of that telescope or maybe it's a space gun. jockey. Space jockey. It's it's huge. Jockey. This huge creature. You don't know if it's what you're seeing is it's um exoskeleton, yeah, space it's suit. An exoskeleton space suit or if that's what it actually looks like. Yeah. So you maybe we're going to see how all of that came to be how that ship crashed who that guy was what he was doing um maybe where the aliens came from we don't know but yeah and yet ridley scott keeps saying this is not a prequel it just takes place in the same universe yeah just keep saying that over and over again it's pretty much i've heard it's it's 50 years before alien one that's it just 50 that's what i heard i'm not sure it's not set like it's set in the future but it's like reasonable future because like wayland of wayland yutani actually does a ted talk and yes, that's one yes, of the promo with yes. uh, Ted Talk. Who's that guy? He's brilliant. Oh, uh, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Oh, so good. I still my favorite role of his is in um, uh, Priscilla. He was one of the that's great. <laughs> and he was he, I, he had a nice ass. That's all I want to say. Him uh, and L.A. Confidential. That's yeah, my favorite. Yeah. Blame on everybody. Exactly. This is a little. Good. <laughs> so um, if you weren't, if you were wondering, another hot item. Yeah, can we gain this up a little bit? Yes. I will talk about my obsession with Idris Elba. Do you guys all know he who Idris Elba Thor. is? He was in Thor. Most people know him from that as the gatekeeper in Thor. Most people in the, the world know him from probably The Wire and oh, right. The Office, American Office, and most importantly, in England, Luther. If you have not seen oh, Luther, we've I've talked not. about it on the show. It is a brilliant, like, gritty cop drama about a cop, of course, who br- bends the rules to do what's right and all that crap. Anyway, Luther, Idris Elba is hot. I love him to death, and I am thrilled. Although his accent in this movie, he's, he's English. He's like a country sort of... I, I don't know if it does it for me. Like a Cockney? But, no, no, no. He, um, he's he's a, sort of an American American, yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't do it very well. Yeah, well, no, it sounds okay. I mean, he's actually got a really good American accent, but I just... I like hearing him as Luther, and that's his... Oh, voice. right, right, right. Um, who else? He, he looks Na- intense. Looks like he's he's the pilot of the ship. Yep, and, yep. and the ship is awesome. It looks yeah. so cool. They've done a lot of like... It looks like he's like crashing it. He's like, ah! Well, he's... <laughs> Very, driving very it. manly. Yes. Uh, Naomi Rapace, the original, uh, what's her name? The girl with the dragon tattoo yeah. from the yep. Swedish version. Right. She's also the gypsy in Sherlock Holmes too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that. And I was like, oh, okay. And, uh, but yeah, she, uh, she looks, she's the new sort of, I feel face of the, of the franchise. Mm-hmm. She's the new Sigourney Weaver. She's, she's, seems to be the focal point of a lot of the action. And right. The, she looks really distressed at one point when she's like, freaking out in front of a mirror or something. And so there's this idea, I think, that something can infect them through their eyes is what we've seen in some of the scenes or I don't know, they're checking they their eyes for things. They infected with something, yeah. They've shown very little, and, and I mean, this is good, but you you know there is some kind of thing that's like a face hugger mm-hmm. and they have these pod-like things that look kind of like He's like kind of stone, like metallic little Burns. capsules. Well, they like look like electronic Burns. almost, like they're made out of metal or steel right. or something. Like, like they a giant, up like a kind of device like yeah. right. and there's this idea and there's that, this goop in it yeah there's like a very biomechanical or so maybe that infects them someone told me I'm not sure who told me this it was like a theory that the space jockey is at that it's not a telescope it's a giant cannon for yeah bio well that's warfare. one of the theories online and that those capsules are like shells and like a giant artillery gun uh-huh. and he puts them in them and shoots it at a at a planet 
and then the alien t- microscopic organism breaks out, evolves, and like kills that planet. Huh? You're like, yeah. Well, maybe that's, that's like one the of the theories are. since the beginning is that it's like bioweapon. Like you well, shoot out those eggs onto a planet that you you're engaging in warfare with, mm-hmm. and it kind of you know devastates that yeah. planet. So this might be the prototype or the predecessor to that. This is possible, or that could be completely wrong. <laughs> I hope it's completely wrong, because that sounds kind of, eh. Like, I, I'm just like, if that's it, that's Well, I'm not really sure know. as much as the twists and turns are going to matter this movie, as is sort of a return to form for the franchise. Right. And, and they do want to make it a new franchise. They have confirmed, even if Ridley Scott's not the director, they absolutely want to build off this uh, world. In fact, um, what's his name? The writer from Lost. Damon Lindelof co-wrote or came in and revised the script. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, so, and he's So there's going to be polar bears in it. Oh, <laughs> yes! But, I mean, he was talking about how, I mean, they're, they're setting up stuff that they hope to pay off in another movie. Like, not like you have to see the next movie. Yeah, but, and it turns out they were all dead in a church. Oh, God. Don't remind me. Well, but, I mean, he wants to expand on this world and not just with the aliens and space jockeys, but rather set up this universe that they can keep playing in. So. Yeah, well, 20th Century Fox, like, part of the reason Alien 3 came out the way it did is because they were so worried that they wanted it to be a franchise. Yeah. They were really banking on, you know, aliens as being this franchise that they could bank on for Milk years and years. Yeah. And it just didn't pan out with Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection. They both did so mediocre at the box office and I think they're really looking to maybe capitalize on that again well I mean they definitely have the right people I mean Lindelof is awesome Ridley Scott's awesome all the actors I I don't know how many of the other actors like I read oh Charlize Theron she's I think the company person maybe Uh, I'm not sure she she looks like some sort of officer on the ship sort of thing I'm not sure what her role oh, is. How could we forget Michael Fassbinder? Yeah, oh, the android. Yeah. But yeah, and the, it's not a secret that he's an android. Normally, that's like a twist. Right. Like, oh my gosh, this person's an android. Um, like in the in the first and third ones. Yeah. But this one is be right up from the gate. You pretty much know he is, and he's there's a lot of promotional like viral videos. Oh yes, the viral, videos. Oh, the viral videos. What's his so name's good. birthday? What's the? I can't think of the android's birthday. David or his name or David. But that that whole video is so <laughs> cool, and it actually reminded me a lot of Blade Runner. In fact, one of the rumors I was reading online is they are going to try to tie this into the Blade Runner universe somehow. I don't see how that could they could fit together. I don't though. see I was either. Trying to think of that the other day, someone and... actually said, "Oh, wouldn't that?" Or maybe it was one of those fanboy wank things where they're just like, "Oh yeah. my god!" But um. But yeah, they both definitely have that theme of what is humanity versus androids and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. The trailers make it look awesome. It comes out in not too long. <laughs> yeah, the sonar pings. Ugh. Oh, I want them to do it, it for good. an actual sub. Like, I want another like cool sub movie, and they do that because that makes more sense. <laughs> what? You want U five seven one? Well, space. point two. But yeah, with that space, same or, editing and that they same that sphere. <laughs> oh God. Ugh. No, that's but a, that's another podcast. Yeah, my bad. Michael Crichton films could be here all day. <laughs> oh um, no, you mean so, all of them? Oh, oh, well, maybe not Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's, that's the kind of one. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's it. Go June see 8th. Prometheus. June eighth. June eighth. Uh, possibly the next flame on. You'll hear us review or, inter- or review it. Interview it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. We're very excited. I am at least so excited. It's like Marvel uh, Avengers was like big on my list. Dark Knight Rises huge, and then uh, Prometheus. I think uh-huh. those are my Don't three forget big Snow ones. White and the Huntsman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I forgot it. Uh, is, uh, it's it's a Hemsworth. Scott, what's her name? Oh, oh Kristen Stewart okay. and Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, Kristen Stewart. I don't. Know. 
There's lots of cool that creatures in film. Which one's Which that? Co- oh. Cosmopolis. I do want to see that too, yeah. It kind of has a sci-fi twist to it. Mm-hmm. It's that guy from uh, Twilight. What's oh, Panson? Yeah. That's right. He Which did a I'm bunch a... of Cronenberg stuff recently, yeah, like some yeah. photo shoots. Well, he's in some sort of like super high-tech futuristic uh, limo, and he's controlling, and there's like this uh, post-apocalyptic type setting. Looks kind of cool. Cronenberg films are always interesting. They're either it's awesome or up. really like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess that's it on that yeah, note. Well, uh, I mean... My chest just sort of... Oh, God. <laughs> ...has been hurting. Hello, my baby. Oh my Hello, God. my body. <laughs> oh! Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.